Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. 2020, baby. It's a new year, and every month, Cufflinks has new amazing products, whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Welcome back to Curb Your Podcast. My name is Axel, and my co-host today is me. That's right, DJ Tim Hines, not making it again this week. We love you, DJ. Be well to you. So it's just me. Now, last week I didn't do a pod, but uh, I, I'm, I'm backed up against a corner here. <laughs> I don't have any other choice. I don't have anyone to do the show with me. And I'm not going to do another show where we don't do a show. So guess what? You just got me. That's right, motherfuckers. That's right, me. And guess what? I'm a Jets fan. We'll get to that. Today, we're going to be covering Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 10, Episode, what is it? Seven, The Ugly Section. This podcast is part of the DVR Podcast Network, and you can find out more about us and our many other podcasts like Better Call Saul. I'm covering with Ashea from History of Westeros, Batch It Up. I'm covering with Sarah. Pretty soon, Westworld Theorycast is going to be coming out. I'm going to be doing that with Ken, Brett, Jenny, uh, Tim, Hacks, Robert, so many other people. Westworld is kind of like a flagship show here. Mindhunter with Heath Snowlow. That's another great one. So go over to DVR Podcast Network, Delta Victor Rango (laughs) Podcast.com. All right, let's get to it. All right, this was a great episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Now, this would be the time at which uh, DJ would do a little banter. And then I would talk about how I'm a New York Jets fan and how seminal this episode. This is a special episode for me to do by myself. Um, I've been a New York Jets fan since about 1984, 1985. Ken O'Brien, Freeman McNeil, Altoon. I am right now sitting recording this podcast wearing a throwback Wesley Walker, uh, number 85 New York Jets jersey. And, uh, you know, we start out with a little golfing here. You know, whenever they golf on curb, uh, it loses. I'm just lost. I don't golf. I don't like golfing. I don't get golfing. I grew up by a golf course. I grew up by Baltus Royal Golf Course in New Jersey. And uh, all we ever did is run around and steal people's balls. We used to wait in the bushes. And then, you know, those guys would hit the stupid ball. It would come down there. We'd look and we'd run out and we'd grab their ball or we'd throw it somewhere. We just want to screw with the rich guys. So whenever people are on a golf course, 
I immediately am a little bit turned off. But I've got to get over my bias here. Uh, Richard was cheating, of course. I mean, come on. It's Lewis. What is he going to do? But the most important thing here is they right off the bat start with the Jets talk. We got Bobby Slayton, a classic old comedian. You know, I was on one of these Facebook pages for Curb because I joined these Try to stay in touch with the community, pump the show, of course, as well. Maybe some of you listening are from the Facebook. And somebody was like, I wish I wish there were some younger comedians on here. All these old people. <laughs> Come on, what do you want? What do you want them to have like some fucking YouTube guy on there or like those dumb brothers or something? Come on. These are the classic comics. And this is, I mean, this is Curb, you know? There's a place, actually, hey, you want to watch somebody new? FX has, uh, and FX on Hulu, has this great new show, Dave. I was going to talk about that with DJ Tim Hines. That is a funny-ass show. Last night, I put on the first episode. Now, granted, the guy does talk about his dick a lot, but it's not too much, and it's funny, and it's that kind of a little bit Howard Sternish making fun of himself, you know? It's not braggadocious. Uh, it's like this Jewish guy from New York, somewhere in New York. I, I, I was going to say Queens. Maybe it is Queens. And he's a rapper. And uh, it's it's kind of funny. I mean, it's not really about him being a rapper. It's a comedy show on FX. Uh, they have the first two episodes up, and I really liked it. That's a young comedian. But these old guys are funny. Bobby, this guy has been around forever, Bobby Slayton. Um, so he gets a little text about Le'Veon Bell being out for the season. This ends up killing him. All right. We all know it. The Jets killed Carl. Now, I think this is kind of funny because that's like South Park. It killed Carl, right? I like that. Also, it makes me think of The Walking Dead. Carl. 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 Uh, the Jets have killed many people. Okay, but they haven't killed me and they're not going to kill me. And all this jet stuff that goes on in this episode was just fantastic to me. Dropping the names, <laughs> talking about Austin Safarian Jenkins and the catch. And is that the stupidest thing? Let me just get into this now. For those of you that don't understand, there are probably some people who watch Curb and all of this stuff they didn't really get because first of all, it has to do with the jets and no one gives a fuck about the jets except for jets fans. And having moved around the country after leaving New Jersey, lived in North Carolina. Now I live out here in Oregon. I can, I can doubly tell you this. No one gives a fuck about the jets. I've been wearing my jets Jersey since my wife and my son got it for me for Christmas. Actually, I wear the thing every goddamn day. I'm like Kevin Smith, except with a, Wesley Walker jersey on and mine is a bit smaller, uh, even though I'm like three feet taller than that dude. But um, long story short, no one cares. No one looks at me and goes, oh, Jets. They just look. They think they I think people look at it because it's like it's not the color of the Oregon green. So they're like, what do you have like a knockoff shirt? Like it doesn't even <laughs> the Jets are so far. From their imaginations that when they see this jersey on me, they don't think New York Jets. They think I bought some off-brand Oregon Beavers or whatever the hell they are, because I don't even know, jersey. But it's not. It's a fucking Jets jersey. I'm very proud to wear it. I love the Jets. And, you know, 
Larry is a Jets fan. Famously, he's been on the sideline. He was at like, uh, I think he announced a draft pick one year. And he gets to mention Darnold and uh, all these different Jets people, Le'Veon Bell. It just made me very happy, even, even though I knew, even though I knew that this, like the butt fumble, okay, was going to be added to the pantheon of things that people can make fun of Jets fans for. Now, I've argued with different people. Most recently, our mutual friend uh, underscore from Twitter, Michael, who hosts a uh, What Up Doe podcast, he was talking about how pathetic it was to be a Detroit Lions fan. And I argued with him that it's nowhere near what it is to be a Jets fan. And then he, you know, he gave some examples of their record. And that's true. And they, you know, never having won. I don't think they have won like a, a championship since maybe what, like the 40s or something. But that doesn't really matter. You know, the Lions had Barry Sanders and you get to play on Thanksgiving. It's like you have some kind of tradition or something that people, even if it's a losing one, people kind of identify. The the type of derision that you take as a Jets fan is just beyond that, you know, now. And it's just something about New York. Look at the way people talk about the Knicks now. Like it is, it's like being a reverse basketball fan. It's like if you're a Jets fan, it's like you hate football. You're somehow an anti-fan. Um, no matter what, no matter the, and, and the fact of the matter is, when I was talking to uh, Underscore, he's right. The Jets have had many wins. Look what we did with Parcells, right? Uh, Rex Ryan, Sanchez even though the butt fumble came out of it, the Jets have still, they're not the most pathetic team ever. There's a lot of teams who have not, even if you look at the Patriots before they became the Patriots, they were horrible. They were like, they were a real, remember the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but there's just something about the Jets and it's because it's New York. It's like the great, the greatest, biggest city, but the team is not. So it makes them seem worse. And also, you know what? The Jets, I think also it's a Jersey thing. The Giants too. The Jets and the Giants are New Jersey teams. They're not New York teams. The name in itself is like a corruption. Uh, I'm really getting deep on this. Are we we talking about curve? (laughs) I went off on this. All right, fuck this shit. Anyway, let's keep (laughs) I'm cracking myself up. Watson. All right, listen. There's nothing to worry about, everybody, okay? (laughs) All right, we're moving on. I'm going to get off the Jets thing. I'm trying to talk myself out of it. All right, so we got the ugly section and the pretty section. For people who have worked in restaurants, is this a real thing? Uh, When Larry started to notice it, it, they're by the window. I mean, it does make sense, right? I've I've never thought about that before. Do restaurants and clubs or things, do they do things like that? Now, I know that clubs let in, that they're notorious for letting in people that, I guess, you know, look better or whatever into a club. But I never thought about that for a restaurant. Nick Kroll was great as the maitre d' Ruxin. You know, I just started watching, re-watching The League. That's another great FX show, too. The League is great. Um, 
Richard has a great line to Larry. You look like Einstein's gardener. Ted and Susie get seated in the good looking section. Was that for Ted or was that for Susie? I don't, you know, I think that Susie's very good looking and I think that Ted's good looking too. And you know what? It's not all about looks. That's the thing that Larry doesn't get. It's kind of presentation and demeanor too. Would you want Larry in front of the window? I wouldn't, you know, the towel guy in the bathroom. I've never liked that either. Now I can't say that I go to a lot of places and that's, that's kind of a funny thing about Curb, right? It's like how many people watching this show are regularly going to a place where there's somebody in the bathroom handing you a towel? That doesn't happen often for me. I don't know. I should, if Sean was here, I could ask him if in LA there's a lot of uh, people in the bathrooms. I don't want anybody in the bathroom. I'll tell you a funny story is my son, who is uh, seven years old, just this year started not wanting someone to be in the bathroom. Because if you have a kid, you know that a good portion of their, until they're about that age, they're, they like want you to be like, daddy, be like, what do you go talk to me while I'm going potty? I'd be like, oh my God, man, I've got to stand there in the bathroom and talk to this kid or while he's taking a shit, he doesn't want to be alone. But now he's like, get out, get out. I got to do my thing. So it's interesting that that is kind of happening. And then this was on the show. But um, I don't want anybody in the fucking bathroom. But hey, speaking of kids, because we were talking about that guy had that post about young people. This kid, Sam, what's his name? Wanaker, uh, Ed Bagley Jr.'s uh, supposed son on this show. This kid was fantastic. This kid was like a young Larry, the way he was coming back at him. And he said, I, when Larry's like, I don't really need your advice. And then he leans in and he goes, can I ask you why? <laughs> And Larry says, because you're not a doctor. But that's the kind of thing that Larry would say, where he would lean in and say, can I ask you why? You know, in the middle of a fight or an argument or something. And Larry took no offense to it and he hired the kid. And then Harold, the guy from the restaurant walks in and he says he lost his job and neither Leon nor... Uh, Larry come up with the idea of hiring him for Latte Larry's. I didn't understand that. And by the way, Leon was so awesome in this episode. I skipped over Magical Pussy. I don't. I mean, it's it's hard for me to talk about it with DJ Tim Hines, but it exists. And if you're a man or a woman, you know it. All right. If you know that the Magical Pussy exists, it exists. I believe it. As soon as they talked about it on the show, as soon as he mentioned it, I said, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's out there. You got to find it. You could find it if you try. But let's get back to that kid. That kid is great. If they were ever to do a Curb sequel, or like they should hire that kid and make him Larry as a kid and do a whole season of like a prequel, even though that kid, I don't think looks anything like Larry. It doesn't even matter, but he was great. And I loved him and I want him to be on the show. So sometimes they just, you know, they've done a lot of stunt casting. You got Ed Bagley Jr. In this episode, Nick Kroll, Bobby Slayton. Uh, who, who else is in? There was somebody else in here. Oh, Veronica. Uh, I can't remember the, uh, um, uh, Chris, What's her last name? Something with a K. I can't, I can't remember how to pronounce it. I'm from New Jersey. Give me a break. I already told you about the Jets stuff. But I love young Larry. He's fantastic. Um, 
Snagly hazard handles. I do this all the time. I snag my uh, shirt on a handle of a, mostly the doors in our, there's like doors are these big handles in our house. I hate them. You got to watch out for that. Um, Let's see. Oh, remember Richard's car gets robbed by a Jets fan. That was a good turnaround with the Jets too. This is where Larry finds out about the putter. And of course, the thing that's so stupid is of course Larry gets mad and asks for the $500 back and he ruins his chance to find the magical vagina. Uh, but that's Larry for you, you know? Uh, what are you going to do? It's Is it worth it? Of course it's not worth it. The guy's a bazillionaire, but it's the principle of it. But she does get to say that it wasn't a catch. Now I'm going to say something about this. Of course that was it. That was different. People don't understand what they, what the, what the, (laughs) they say he bobbled the ball as he crossed the line and then didn't maintain possession when he hit the ground, which became the whole thing of what is a catch in the NFL. How are you going to say something is a catch after the person is out of bounds already? Once they're out of bounds, it's not, they're not in bounds. It can't count towards it. But I, that's, I just, I don't agree with it at all. I didn't like, I understood that call, but it's the second part. If he's bobbling over the line, okay, I understand this, right? But it's, it's the maintaining possession part. If you're in the end zone, I get it. It's the out of bounds that I don't accept. So I guess I, I guess I wasn't so upset about that. But also, you know what? As a Jets fan, I can't even argue it. I could even see Larry when he was shooting this. He's trying to argue this Jets stuff, but it's just like inside yourself, you just say, come on, you just got to win the game. You know what the problem with the Jets is? It's ownership. Come on, Woody Johnson, get out of here. It's always been ownership. I mean, I loved Leon Hess, but, you know... He treated the the team like kind of like uh, it was like a a child of his. There was too much. And now it's the other side. These guys are so corporate. They think they're going to run it like a business. It's a football team. Adam Gase, come on. Please, Le'Veon Bell. I feel bad for Le'Veon. When they said he was out for the rest of the season there and this for a second, I I said, Oh, good for Le'Veon. He gets a break. He doesn't have to hang out with Gase and these losers. And Darnold? What are we going to do with Darnold? I love Darnold. But there's no one there to help him. Oh, there's not a lot of hope for a Jets fan. All right, that's all I got. I started a lot of Jets stuff this episode. But you know what? I did it. I said I was going to do the episode on my own. How much did I do? How long did I go for? I went for 18 minutes. That's not bad at all. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, Timbo will be back with me next week, and I can record a more proper episode of Curb Your Podcast. But this is what you get this week. Goodbye. Don't worry about it. It's just a moderate outbreak of atopic dermatitis.